0: Everybody, the name's Demar L. Sheffy. What's up, everyone? This is uh, Manny Pacquiao. How y'all doing out there today? We got a great show for you tonight.
1: Yeah, I got a couple of uh, interesting topics. Uh, the next president of the United States uh, just announced that they were going to run. Uh, we have the uh, playoff games. Um, more um, angry people terrorizing uh, different groups, different ethnic groups. This week it was Native Americans. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, fun facts, and
0: a couple more interesting topics. So,
1: DeMar, man, what's going on with you this week?
0: Everything's doing well. Everything's doing well. Um, it was a great night of playoffs yesterday, championship games. Tom Brady is still the GOAT.
1: Man, uh, Drake cursed a couple NFL teams, and every game of the two playoff games uh, ended in
0: ties, and they went to overtime. Tom Brady won in overtime. First ever in NFL history that two championship games in the same day went to overtime. Can you believe that?
1: Well, it's because of Drake, man. He, he wore sh- a shirt with all four teams on them. Uh, man, but the game, I mean, that state, yeah, that Saints game where it was a clear, um, I believe, it was a, what do you call that?
0: Offensive interference, uh, defensive interference. a helmet to helmet. Look, we're not going to be ESPN today. We're not going to push
1: this narrative. And then, Tom, and then Tom Brady, man, they had a bunch of lucky calls. The Patriots got a bunch of lucky calls, man. A bunch of the Patriots calls. didn't get the lucky calls. The Patriots got a bunch of lucky calls. No, they man. did not. And I, I'm not in favor of this plout, this, this system, where if you, you know, when you go into overtime, the Patriots had a chance to score. Patriots score, then it's over. The The Chiefs didn't get a chance to score. I would have liked to see the Chiefs get
0: a chance to score. If anybody works for ESPN, if any of our listeners work for ESPN, please give Eric Moore a job because he is sipping on the company's Kool-Aid. What company? ESPN. That's all they've been talking about today. Is what? Is about that. They need to change it. Why not give them both a chance to score? Let's see. People want to see
1: the game. Go faster if you want to see the game, the higher scoring in the NFL. Why not have both teams score? Now you just give Patriots get a chance, chance to go down and score in the first possession. I mean not the first possession, but the you know first go round. Then
0: the Chiefs have like five, six different times on okay, third and Okay, but
1: not. They didn't get. A, they didn't get the ball in overtime.
0: Uh, whose fault was that? Was that the Patriots' fault? <laughs> no, it was the because they didn't get, it
1: was because they didn't get the ball first.
0: They had they had a pick. The player jumped offside. No, I'm
1: talking about an overtime. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's their fault. Look, the NFL rules are with the NFL rules. Just a disclosure, I am a New England Patriots fan and I will He's be... He's a
1: bandwagon fan. I will DeMar's, be... <laughs> DeMar's a bandwagon with everything, whether it's
0: sports or political views. Whoever's going to win it, <laughs> give them the most money, that's where he'd go. That is not true. And don't be slandering my name. Like I'm saying, if the Chiefs would have gotten the ball yesterday, today I will not be talking about, oh, the Patriots need a chance at the ball. They sure gave you a good chance the ball. I would have said, you know what? Great year. Our defense still can't stop nobody. And that's on us. Not about the rules of the game. The Chiefs had four quarters and an additional one quarter to make at least one stop. To go to the Super Bowl, that's not on the rules. That is on the Chiefs. And back to the Saints. Look, the Saints lost, like I said. and did not come down to that defensive pass interference call. And the Saints did some calls on the Rams that did not get called. Every team knows that the referees can have an impact of having no calls or making one too many calls that affect the game. Teams need to be prepared for that. And that play happened on third down. You have two dynamic running backs, Mark Ingram and Kamara, and you couldn't get seven yards for the Saints? Man, I don't want to hear that noise today.
1: All right, so speaking of the NFL, Travis Scott's performing at halftime with uh, Maroon 5 or something like
0: that. Yeah. Do
1: you agree that he – so apparently he said he uh, consulted with – Kaepernick, uh, but they did not come to an agreement, and he is choosing to do it anyways. There's a lot of musical artists who chose not to
0: perform, such as Cardi B and Jay-Z. Uh, DeMar, what are your thoughts on this? Is Kaepernick Travis Scott's music agent or contract lawyer or anything like no, that? No, but he's he's part
1: of the reason why a lot of black entertainers are uh, not messing
0: with the NFL. Do any of those black entertainers play Travis Scott? If Travis Scott wants to put on his music in front of millions of people during the Super Bowl, that is Travis Scott's right. I'm a firm believer in the First Amendment. You can exercise your right to speak or you cannot exercise your right to speech because that is your right under the First Amendment. Why should Travis Scott be punished? Because he wants to perform at the Super Bowl. If I'm going to sit here and say that I appreciate what Kaepernick is doing and what he did by taking those knees, I stand up and give him a round of applause. However, Travis Scott, I also give him a, a round of applause. Go make your money, black man. Go make your money.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, I think you gotta make your money. However, uh, when you're looking at you know today is Martin the King Day, the show's gonna come out after this, but uh, you know you have to sacrifice. Sometimes to get what you what you want done, so you know the NFL was reaching out; they needed black artists, really, is, you know to say they needed no black artist, and everyone was denying them. And Charlie Scott took it. I mean, that that's you know when you're looking at things that Martin Luther King did, which is the bus boycott. I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it's like the bus boycott. I cannot see that happening today because I don't. It's hard to get fifty black people to, to all do the same thing, let alone a whole community. And, uh, you know, when you have artists who, you know, you know, the you know, the cause and the fact that you even consulted uh, Kaepernick shows that, you know, there's an issue, you recognize it.
0: I think you it was a mutual respect. Protest.
1: Yeah, that, that's respect. I like say he much out, love. And like right? he reached out to him, but obviously Kaepernick probably told him no, not to not
0: do it well. We can't speak on that because we don't know what the conversation was. Yeah, we don't
1: want to know the conversation, but we know that they did not come to an
0: agreement. I don't know what the conversation was, but well, we know hear. that they did not come to
1: an agreement. Call it what you want to call it. And Kaepernick is currently not in the NFL. You well,
0: know, currently,
1: Kaepernick is not in the NFL, they're, they're blackballing him. You know,
0: he's being blackballed. I agree that Kaepernick has been blackballed by the NFL. I do expect that Kaepernick will win his collusion case against the I don't NFL. Know. I do believe so. Um, furthermore, you raised a really good interesting topic with the bus boycotts. As a firm believer, I as a firm believer in politics and social movements and social justice and how to get a point across, I feel like protests from the 40s, 50s, and 60s will no longer have the same impact today. That's one of the few reasons why. Explain that, explain that, explain that. So, I speak to a lot of black leaders and know a lot of black people who do a lot of great things in the community. And it's a social divide. Some believe that I'm about to go get up 100 people and we're about to walk down the street protesting. No justice, no peace. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. However, as far as me and other like-minded individuals, protesting no longer gets that point across. There's other things other way around to make sure that if you was wrong, to rectify that wrong. And it just always depends on the situation. Don't get me wrong. However, you won't see me really out here protesting Due to the fact that I feel like protesting in today's time is ineffective because it's not well organized, well thought out. Well, you can't speak about
1: all protests. All pro- I mean, all right. Let's example. You have the Women's March. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is interesting. So you yeah, had the Women's March. Correct. Last week, and then we had
0: this past the pro-life.
1: Time. Yeah, and then we had the pro-life march. Correct. Two, and the Women's March kind of turning it. Uh, is a pro-choice march as well, but it's—I guess it's a pro-woman march. Of being pro-woman, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say being a, a pro-woman liberal means that you're pro-choice because there's a lot of women in the pro-life march. Uh-huh. But let's speak about those. Those were protests. They were very organized, and they it was were organized.
0: a multi-city, of, a yes. multi-city of yes. event, and. I didn't see nothing about it on my local news. Maybe make, what, five seconds? What, the pro-life or the pro-choice? The Women's March this past Saturday. And also, there was a Women's March a few months ago. I forgot what city it was supposed to be hosting in. That got canceled because the organizers felt like they couldn't attract too many minority women. So with this new women movement that we are experiencing in these last few years... We're starting to see that they're not well connected because it's a battle between white or black or that perception of who was really fighting for who rights. Even back in the women's suffrage, it was a different story. Black women marched on their own and tried to organize unsuccessfully and had to do things their way. It wasn't until white women felt like they was being disrespected. With not being able to vote, having to stay in the kitchen and cook somebody else's meals, that they decided to walk, which added to black women's power and they were seen together. But there is a deep, concerning issue there white women and black women, not trying to make enemies of the two groups, but do they really see eye to eye and what needs to be accomplished? Well, I mean, think they have, they have different struggles,
1: but I would say that the pro, the I keep calling it a pro choice march, the women's march. There was a lot of black, white women there from the pictures that I've seen, so they they were together and that struck. Me. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have your differences, um, correct. and then you have the pro life march where you know that got picked up by a lot of the conservative media, and actually uh, the vice president was there, correct? And he actually spoke um, he spoke on a conservative podcast that went live um, that day, actually. Correct. He talked about you know and Vice President, Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence, who is very pro-life, and Mike Pence talked about overturning Roe v. Wade one day, <laughs> and Roe v. Wade. Mark, can you explain what what that is? Well,
0: abortion. Roe v. Wade allows. Go back to your earlier point. Yeah, we'll get to the board, the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Not only. It- It's confusing, and I'll let you know how confusing it is right now. But you're absolutely right. That points out to what I said earlier about Vice President Pence being there. You won't see too many black women marching alongside Vice President Pence on some of his philosophies and things that he knows. So that division of women is really important, and we might want to keep our eye on it because it's going to be very interesting. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. However, back to your original question about Roe versus Wade. So, Roe versus Wade was the a combination of a lot of different Supreme Court cases that got us to the right to a woman's right to her body, abortion, and also privacy. That's, that's missing from a lot of people when they say, oh, Roe versus Wade. Also, there's another case um, Casey versus Pennsylvania. That set up road versus way and it strengthened road versus way because it broke up into the different trimesters and where how a woman could decide when she's going to do it. As you know, that some states have banned abortion after like 22 weeks. It's because Casey versus Planned Parenthood or Casey versus um, Pennsylvania, how that came about. Um, We can have a little bit more discussion about that. A little bit later on in a different show, not to draw down with legal jargon. However, it's a combination of cases. but we just say, Roe versus Wade, and women can march on that. You know, a woman has the right to choose if she's going to do an abort or not to abort.
1: That's the the
0: legal decision. I said a woman has the right to choose. Correct. And that so you're not from... you're not saying that you feel that way. Correct. Oh no, I know a woman that yeah. can decide if she's going to abort. That's her legal decision. legal right. Yeah, sure, yes. they have a legal right. Yeah, so so as far as like they the, have a constitutional right. So are you
1: against the, the pro life thing?
0: I'm a first amendment. I'm a person who believes in the First Amendment, and okay. as long as it's not hate speech, go out and get your point across. Do what you have to do.
1: Okay. So speaking of pro choice, we have a new candidate uh, to everyone's surprise, Kamala Harris. Officially announced that she was running. I think we talked about her last week, or do we not talk about? Her. I think because we have mentioned her, but, no. but yeah, you want yeah, just official. So Kamala Harris, everyone's excited. It's official. She's running for president. Yes, it's official. Everyone is excited about her. She is a Indian Jamaican American. Correct. And uh, but a lot of
0: people uh, refer to her as a black woman. Correct. How do you feel? So disclosure. She is my horse in this race. I expect her to be sworn in in J- January 2021 as the new president of the United States. Wow. Um, I will do whatever it. That would be is. huge. I mean, she went to an HBCU. Correct. Man. I will do whatever it takes to help her get elected. So with that being disclosed, I think this is a great choice. I love the fact that she's in the side. Uh, to- oh, Martin Luther King Day, too. I am mean, pushing King that. But I mean, she's pushing it hard. She's man. doing a double announcement. I know she announced today a good Good morning America. I know she's also going to officially officially announce on Oakland, California on this twenty seventh of January. So she's pushing it. I love her new commercial ad. I wish we could play it right now. Do you think we got time to play the no, video? No, we don't have time to play it right now. You know, Sorry. we'll put it it's on my Facebook account. Go ahead. Look me up, Demar Sheffi, on Facebook. It's there for your convenience. Um I think she's going to win. I think she is going to be able to get out the unify of the women's vote. I think she'll be able to go get the white women. I believe she'll be able to go get the youth and get them to come out and vote. I believe that she will be strong in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida. And for all those who don't really follow politics or don't really understand it, those are really swing states, especially Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida. And I believe she could win those states. And I believe she'll be on next I think she'll be forty-six. So, do you, you
1: know, her her record, you know, as a
0: prosecutor? How do you how do you feel about that? Does that's not not affect your choice? So for me, I'm pro law enforcement, and when I mean uh, okay. that, I'm pro law enforcement. People get it confused when you say you're pro-law enforcement. Yeah, you weren't uh, you were
1: saying that when you were running for city
0: council? I was <laughs> saying that. The heck no, you were not saying that. No, but the terminology Please. can be the terminology can be now confusing. you're pro-lite. Okay, Now
1: you're now your blue lives matter
0: now. No, 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 no. See, and that's the problem. Okay. When people say that you're law enforcement, they automatically think that you you're protecting the cops. Okay. Law enforcement deals with not only just cops. It deals with law. It deals with the structure of our society, keeping our society safe, and so on. So I believe in the Supreme Court of the United States and the 50 other Supreme Courts of each of their individual states. I believe in the FBI and the CIA. I believe in the state troopers or your state police. You know, my heart does mourn when a cop or a trooper dies in the line of duty to... Does that mean that they cannot do no wrong? Yes, they can do wrong. We've seen each of those levels do wrong. I do believe in our laws. I do believe in our democracy and our democracy can be strong. Our democracy is built upon laws. Sometimes those laws are good. Sometimes those laws are bad, but we have a remedy for those laws. And former President Obama was right. Elections have consequences. What makes you
1: think people vote for, or no, let me rephrase that. The people who do not vote for Hillary Clinton, why would they vote for Kamala?
0: Hillary Clinton, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Anybody who knows Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm sure Hillary Clinton is, is checking in, so let yeah. her know. Hey, tell, Hillary, tell her, how you doing? Tell Miss Clinton about herself. She was boring. She was boring. She was boring. What, makes, what makes Kamala Harris not boring? She's exciting. She's Young, not planning on the she's ages She's young though. No. She's 54. Okay, my bad. She is young. Okay. She's bad. a few years older than my mama. Okay. So she's, she's young. young. She's tough. Have you seen her in some of these um Senate committee hearings? Yeah, she,
1: she went ill a lot of man. She
0: did really good. I like I really liked her in those Senate committee hearings. You cannot say she's not experienced. She sits on a various amount of different Senate committees from foreign intelligence. To banking, to judicial, like this woman. I'm not gonna say she's perfect, but this is what we need for 2020 and beyond. Now she really
1: gets it done. I'm I'm really happy about that. She she doesn't hold her tongue,
0: and she says what she means. Uh-huh. She says it with confidence. Correct. She's and she she's born between age. One of her parents has a Ph.D. I think both her parents were have high-level degrees. She's a very intelligent young woman. She has um, global experience. She has stateside experience. She has ran many campaigns, and she has won. She has the experience that we need being president. She also has the calm, cool, and collectedness that we need as a commander-in-chief, for the various different wars that we are engaged in as of today.
1: Yes, yeah, she. I agree. It, it'll be fun to have uh, someone back in office who has had experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it'll be interesting to see who else. I, I feel like she's going to be the last like big name to announce. I feel like no one else is going. I don't think Cory Booker is going to announce. I don't think. Oh. Eric, I don't think Eric Holder because. You know, going kind of splitting up that
0: vote that they all want to get that pop culture vote. The I wouldn't culture, mind pop, seeing. Pop an, I wouldn't mind seeing an Eric Holder or a Cory Booker as VP candidates. I think mm. that would be really, really good to have that right there, and I think Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has that. Kamala background where she can resonate with Black Lives Matter. I know Black Lives Matter is sticky, sticky. Some chapters of law law enforcement, but she's a prosecutor. I believe that people understand. We spoke about Wesley Bell. Yeah, she's kind of, she's almost like a conservative Democrat, man. I'm not conservative. I'm not going to call her conservative,
1: but she's not like far liberal, you know. Having that that background
0: as a prosecutor, she understands what's going on you know, in a Fine, way. she understands the plight of people and she wants to help alleviate it. So just like how Trump got into office and passed his big tax bill for the people who he resonate with, I believe Kamala Harris will get into office and try to get through Congress, one of her tax bills to help ease the pain, not only on rent, Medicaid, groceries, gas, you name it, I think she's your candidate, and I suggest any and everybody to go to our website and look into her. I suggest everyone look up Andrew
1: Yang. <laughs> Y'all keep laughing on Andrew Yang, man. You're man, laughing. Regardless, up. man, I like I'm into job creation, so I'm I'm into, You know, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna endorse any candidates myself right at this moment, but I want to see your 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 platform on how you're going to create jobs, you know, poverty. You know, let's talk about that. You know, the social justice stuff is, is cool and, and I'm all for that. I don't want to see people, you know, I don't, I don't like the school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out how to you know, get cops to stop arresting people for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm against police brutality, but you still got to create jobs. You still got to put food on the, on the kitchen table. hmm so I want to I want to see where where she stands
0: on on those issues. Correct. I think she's going to be young and exciting. and I'm looking forward to it. And let's go, Kamala Harris. Hashtag Team Kamala Harris.
1: Now, question: Would you would you like Kamala Harris if she was a white woman? Yes. And she had the same. If she what about if she was
0: if she was 60? sixty? Sixty. Um, what makes Kamala Harris? more appealing than anyone in the field or most of the people in her field so far is her age, her excitement, and her sharp cross examination.
1: Oh yeah, she's a yeah.
0: I wouldn't wanna be one of her per I wouldn't wanna be on the stand and she give me one of those cross examinations. So imagine if we had a commander in chief like that. Yeah, that wouldn't be playing around because I mean there's a
1: there's a lot of stuff uh that happened recently in the in the news, and Kamala Harris she doesn't play around with that hate. I mean, you remember back when, you know, in, uh, in Virginia where where they were having those protests, and you know, and Trump said, "There's good people on both sides." No, nah, we wouldn't get that with Kamala Harris. She would have instantaneously condemned. Hate. She would have condemned it, and you know, we had something uh, recently. There was a protest at the Lincoln Memorial, and there was a, an encounter uh, between some Native Americans. We were protesting and some uh, white students in MAGA hats, make American great again hats. Um, so there's an the indigenous people's march. And wasn't it also like black Israelites? Yeah, there something? was a couple other people there protesting. But um, the indigenous, indigenous people were having a march, and the there's black Israelites on the corners and stuff like that. But they weren't together. And uh, during the indigenous people's march in DC, And the indigenous people were met uh, by some white Catholic school students wearing Make America Great Again hats, a couple of them. And, you know, they were taunting him. They were, uh, you know, harassing them, harassing the participants, uh, mocking them, making fun of what they were doing. Um, DeMar, what were your thoughts on that?
0: Um, This story just recently broke. Uh, Trying to put together all the pieces of it is still confusing. I know it was the first video that got played showed that the white students did some terrible things to the indigenous people and it sparked outrage across the nation. And then a second video was dropped and more of the story is slowly but surely coming out. Um, You know, we got to keep our eyes on this one. I know the second video that dropped was about two hours long. Who got time to sit here and watch a two-hour video? I'm sure the superintendent and principal might want to go back and look at that video to see what happened. Um, like I said before, this comes back down to the First Amendment. The students had every right if their teachers or parents or guardians who were chaperoning the students did not tell them to take off the Make American Great Again hats. They was free to wear those hats under the supervision of those caregivers. It, but it's this uh, this attitude, man, that these white
1: nationalists have. You know, Can white, we really say they white nationalists? The children, I'm not going to call the white the, the
0: hey, children exactly.
1: white nationalists. Correct. Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if their parents were white nationalists. You get these attitudes from somewhere. It's this smug, this posh attitude, that uh, you know, this conceited attitude. You know, they didn't care. There, there, you know, there was one student with a Make America Great Again hat. Almost face to face with the uh, Native American elder, uh, who was banging, you know, a, a
0: drum. And go ahead. I'm not quick to condemn. I'm not quick to watch a. But this was wrong. I mean, I,
1: at the end of the day, man, this is this a is what wrong. Based off
0: uh how long was the first clip? Four or five I mean, technically, they have the right. Yeah,
1: well, actually, I mean, this, technically, the students have the right to stand wherever they're standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you have this student with the grin on his face.
0: It just shows how a picture can say a thousand words. However, it could be the wrong one thousand words.
1: Okay, but I don't feel like this is the wrong one thousand words. I feel like I have two thousand right words, and this is what we've been seeing. You no, know, you're you know, look at you know, it's Martin Luther King. There, look up you know, back to Martin Luther King there, where you had people uh, protesting at lunch counters, and you had white people staring at them. You know, wishing like, okay, yeah, I wish I could leave. I wish you could leave. Or as soon as these cameras as these camera's leaving, I'm going to beat you up. I mean, you know, this this attitude that a lot of people have, you know, that they feel like they created this country, they want to make America great again, because as if they made America great the first time, or like America was ever, you know. I mean, America's a great country. I'm not going to say that. But, you know, these people aren't, aren't the reason why America is in a position that it's in. You know, you have slavery, you have immigration that uh, was able to build America up to where, you know, where it is. You had some ingenuity. You had a lot of great minds. You know, black, white, all, all types of different people. But making America great again
0: is is going to take a collective effort. Correct, and we are a country. We are a potluck, if you want to say a stirring pot with. Yeah, we're extra. a potluck.
1: We're not a bunch of McDonald's burgers. We're a potluck, man. You need some gumbo. You need some soul food in there. You need some uh, Chinese food. Chinese food in some there.
0: Thai. Some Italian.
1: Yeah, some you know, tacos. Some yeah, yeah. we I mean, go. Eat all type, you eat all types of food. We're not, you're not just a bunch of uh, McDonald's burgers, man. And that's this attitude, this Make America Great Again attitude, man, it's not going to put us in the wrong direction, I'm telling you, man.
0: I do like McDonald's. Don't get me wrong. I love no, you I you Burger King. The day. DeMar, I love Burger King, a, too, but I default to McDonald's. However, back to your protest Demar has situation. a solid uh, diet of Burger King. I wish. Back to your protesting situation. Yes, you know, protesting can be taken the wrong way. When two groups clash, two opposite clashes, it's going to be terrible for everybody. Um, you know, yes, I feel like this protesting. Most people say, "Oh, this hate is just now reawakening." I'm saying the hate never left America. We, this country, was founded on unpopular principles, with also some great ideas. And they both find it on hypocrisy too. I'd say that correct, and they parallel from when we was founded till today, and it's very confusing. And sometimes, and this goes back to Kamala Harris. We need a leader who's going to take control and say, "I'm a leader. We're going this way. No ifs ands." But or that's buts, what Trump's doing though, right now with his base. And you know what? That's absolutely true. Trump is taking this slogan of "Make America Great Again," taking his people and say we're going this way. Federal government shutdown, border wall, and you know not to cut you off
1: tomorrow, even though I just did. But this is why I do like Kamala Harris because she's not afraid to take a stand and and say this is what's going on. going to stand firm and be confident in my words. I like I like to see. I would like to see the Democratic Party move towards that and I guess I don't know everything that's going on, but I like to move towards that. Let's let's stand for something, man. Stand for something because the Republicans are doing it day in and day out. It's
0: January twenty first. The government's still shut down. Mm-hmm. I, I called don't, it in the first uh, podcast. I said that this won't be resolved until sometime in March. We're just a few days away from early February and Trump did a big speech and you know not to get tied down with Trump because we're pretty much tired of talking about Trump. He is president of the United States. But you're absolutely right. He's confident in what he's going to say. He tells the Republican Party, no matter hell come high water, we're doing this. And that's exactly what they're doing. And the the Democrats, they have no, Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House. However, she's not strong enough to unite all 50 states' parties and say, we're going to have this. Cross match against them. So we need a new leader who's going to stand there, aka Kamala Harris, in my opinion. I think there's
1: a couple of people that could do that, though. We never liked the Kamala Harris show. Yeah, that's not the Kamala, Kamala Harris show. However, I, I like Ashley's uh, show, but I want yeah, we definitely
0: need a strong leader. We need a Democrat who's not afraid to be a Democrat. Who would that be? Time will tell. And we'll keep you up to date, minute to minute, about this, because this is going to. Be something really strong about on our podcast. All right.